Welcome to the Demand Excellence Podcast. I am your host, Coach Jonathan Guest from Eagles Landing Christian Academy here in Georgia. Today on the show, I have Coach Vaughn Lassiter from Bleckley County High School in Georgia. Coach Lassiter was on the show QB1 that was picked up by Netflix, and he was the head football coach of Jake Fromm. So you guys know him. You might just not realize you know him. Many of you guys out there do know him because you've been telling me to have him on the podcast. And now that I had him on the podcast, I realized why you guys were telling me that. What an awesome guy. I love talking to him. I could have talked to him all day. Uh, Coach Lasher, I really appreciate you being on the show. Before we get started, I want to tell you about online donations. Um, with our Liftathon, I used to do it, collect all the money, collect all the checks. We would raise about $20,000 every single year. Billy Dooley from online donations contacted me and he got me to do it all online through online donations. And let me tell you, as a head football coach, it was so easy to use online donations because they pay online, they donate online, there's no checks coming through, there's no cash coming through. So contact him if you're interested because this year I raised $45,000 and last year I raised about $35,000. That's about this year's $25,000 more than I normally raised. Last year was $15,000 more than I normally raised. So check him out if you're interested. His email is billy, B-I-L-L-Y, at onlinedonations.us. And then check out my book if you haven't got it yet. It is Demand Excellence on and off the field. It's not teaching you how to be a better football coach. It's about the competitive soul who loves Jesus Christ and wants to serve Jesus Christ, but they struggle with the gods of performance, the gods of winning, the gods of the approval of man. So check it out. It's now on as ebook, and you can find it at elkafaster.com. That's E-L-C-A-Faster.com. Or go to my Twitter. It's at ElkaFootball. You also can find it there. I got it pinned to the top of the page. I think you'll like it. And like I said, I'm not sitting here trying to say I'm a better football coach than anybody. It's about a struggle that I have. And I think all Christian men and women who are competitors, I think you have this struggle as well. So it's more of an encouraging book and about a battle we can all fight together. But back to the podcast. Coach Laster, love you being on the show. Hope this is a start of a friendship you and I have for a long time. Everybody, I hope you enjoy it. But coach, I feel like I know you because I watched QB1. And and uh, <laughs> talk about that a little bit. You know, you can talk about coaching Jake Fromm and having such a high-profile player. But then, you know, I imagine every practice you were at, you had cameras there. Um, what was that like? It really was um, – it, it was – it was a little bit stressful in the beginning because of just thinking about what it would, what that would entail, you know, and 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 understanding that you're going to have uh, a little bit more of a distraction in front of you because of the cameras and the people and 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 those types of things. But it, in the end, looking back and reflecting upon it, it was it was really unbelievable. I mean, number one, um, when you know that you're going to be uh, held to a high standard because of uh, of of what you know is going to be portrayed in your program and every 
everything you do is going to be recorded. I mean, when you walk in your office, you're, you 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 open your arms up, you pull your shirt up, and they strap you with a with a microphone. The first thing you do when you walk in. Wow. Um, and they had total access, you know. And when you start thinking about that, that that can be scary. And and I was, I was really just so fortunate that uh, to to have the kind of guys that worked for me and worked with me that were, uh, you know, top-notch people, dynamic Christians. And, and you know, I didn't have to worry about, you know, language and, and how they – that was never a discussion. You know, it's uh, we do what we do, and, and we're going to be portrayed – our program is going to be portrayed the way it is because that's that's what it is. There's no acting. There's no changing what we do. You know, we don't allow profanity in our program. And, and so everybody saw that, you know, and that's just uh, – we didn't watch our mouths around our players. That's just the way we, way we did our business. And – and I was so thankful that our that our coaches were, you know, kind of shown that that we can coach hard and love one another, and 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 we're not perfect. I mean, you you'll see me on there. I, you know, I called some of them. Uh, you know, get on those offensive linemen pretty good, and I you know I you know call them uh, names at times, and I got to go back and apologize for that. But you're not going to hear profanity. You're not going to see right. Uh, you're not going to see us change what we do uh, because the cameras were around and. And I was so proud of that at the end of it. And then our kids, you know, our kids were portrayed in a way that that showed what their coaches kind of laid out for them and what they modeled for them. And and I was just, it it was, it was, it was something that, that I'll always be proud of because, you know, Jake was able to be portrayed the way he is. um, And and people could see that what I got to see every day with him and with our players and with our coaches, you know, the world got to see that. And, and that was, you know, what I was just so thankful for. Now, the flip side of that is, I mean, you're in a meeting and, and you got a, you got a microphone boom comes in so they can record everything and their video and everything. And um, so you're, you're, you're around people that are not necessarily people, you know, and, right. um, and, and the great thing about that was we really got to love on those guys. I mean, Brett and I, we got, I mean, he'll text me every once in a while and, and uh, you know the you know guys that were running that crew, and they they were just people that become kind of came like part of our family. You know, I mean, they weren't just with us at school. Sometimes they would be at home, and there was a lot of stuff videoed that wasn't on there. You know, and um, it, it was an awesome experience, and and one that I wouldn't uh, if I had to go back and do it again, I would do it in heartbeat because those guys were professionals, and our our program got to be kind of uh, kind of be portrayed the way it is, and for hopefully for people to see that, you know, was, you, you can coach at a, at a, in a different way than some choose to. And, um, and I was glad that our coaches, uh, got to be kind of on a spotlight of, uh, and get to see what, you know, they do and, and how they do it. I'm sitting here thinking coach, as you're talking, you know, they're following you around all the time and, and you guys, you are awesome, man. It's it just so cool to see the differences in each program. And, and you really did shine as a light. Um, in uh, amongst the show uh, for Jesus Christ, but I'm sitting here thinking, you know, you, you got to have coaches meetings, and you're talking about personnel. <laughs> of course, you don't ever want your parents to come in on a personnel meeting. So, do y'all, do y'all like meet at a secret place or something when you're going to talk about things like that, or how do you? How'd no, you- that's that's how they that's how professional this crew was. You know, they they videoed everything, and we, we you know we had a list of things that we we had to you know, uh, that we, that we had to give them, Hey, this can't be on video. And, 
and I'm not going. I'm not going to be the one because I don't have time to sit here and tell you, hey, video that, don't video this, don't, you know. So here's what can't be on TV, and I got to trust you to do that. And Brett and that crew, man, they were unbelievable. And they did. It. I mean, there's stuff on there that that was videoed that if if it got if it got on TV, then I'm probably sure I would have parents mad with me. You know, right. I mean, we're talking about their son, and it's not always positive. Um, right. And, and, and they, that's just how professional they were. I mean, they were, you know, Brett knew and he, he knew exactly what to do and what not to put on there. And it was, it was just done at a high level. And I'm so thankful that they got the reap benefits of, of their work because, you know, it wasn't sure that it was going to be on Netflix. It was just going to be a Verizon thing. And then it, it kind of Netflix picked it up and, and it's just amazing the people that actually took the time to watch it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I watched it this summer and, uh, you know, I really enjoyed it. Um, coach, Jake, let's talk about Jake Fromm a little bit and getting to coach him. So, I know you're an offensive guy. Did you have to adapt to Jake Fromm? I mean, did you have to change who you were or you were already that and y'all were just a perfect match? Well, it it was, you know, it was real – I was real fortunate when I when I got that was my first head coaching job and yeah I'd been an offensive guy, uh, but actually when I, when I got the Hoco job I was a, a current defensive coordinator. It was oh. the first time I'd ever coached defense. The first time I'd ever been a defensive coordinator. I've been an offensive coordinator my whole life, and uh, um, I, I needed a job. And and one of my best friends was the head coach at West Lawrence and a dynamic Christian. It's, it's and that's a whole nother podcast and story, but, uh, you know, Stacy Nobles, who I worked for, who now works for me, um, I was his defense coordinator. I was only there for six months, but I learned so much about defense and, and how a program is ran, you know, by being a defensive coordinator. And so, um, I, I was fortunate when I got the HOCO that I could bring two coordinators with me. I could at least bring two and ended up, I think we hired five or six, but, but we, 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 I was able to bring two, and, and I hired Mike Chastain. And Mike is, you know, uh, a dynamic Christian and, and loves the Lord, and he's one of my best friends. And and so I was able to get him immediately, along with Ryan Crawford, who's the same type of guy who's now the head coach at Hoco. And Mike, the head coach at Jones, was the head coach at Warner Robins, who just played for back-to-back state championships. Um, so Mike came in, and he's like, you know, look, I love you. You're my brother in Christ. And, but you got to know, I, I know you're an offensive guy. I want you to know up front, you know, I, I need to know, is this going to be a deal where, you know, you're going to want to do it or you want me to do it? I just want to know up front. I said, look, if you'll come, you, you can do it. You know, I, I know you're, you're a spread guy. We have the same philosophy. Uh, we, we love to, to be 50-50, not just try to, you know, run, you know, just run it all the time. We're going to develop quarterbacks in a way that we've always done it that's been similar. Um and so I said, it's yours. You do what you know. You do what you want to do, and 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 I'll help you. But you know, I gotta I gotta work on a program here. And and so Mike developed that system. I mean, he put a lot of things together that he had been doing before, and and, and some things that I had done. And and, uh, and and he went to work developing Jake at an early age. You know, and um and I have I have him to thank for that. I mean, he he worked Jake in the mornings, and and then you know, and and I. I, I learned a lot from him, you know, and um, so the system was in place. You know, it was a lot of Tony Franklin, a lot of 
uh, end zone. It was a lot of stuff Mike had adapted throughout the years and, and, and stuff that that I had done that we kind of put together. Um, but he he started developing that, and we knew from the from the very minute we met Jake and uh, that 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 what Mike had in mind was going to be <laughs> really good for him. And we had a quarterback that was there that was good at throwing the ball too, and so. Uh, we really didn't have to adapt in the beginning because we knew what our philosophy was going to be and we knew we were going to play fast and we knew we were going to get a lot of snaps and we knew we were going to throw it around. And and it, it just a blessing from God that Jake was there and he could do it and, and obviously was very, very good at it. Right. Coach, talk about, um, you know, so you're at Houston County and then you, you left there and went to Blackley County. Why did you move, and are you running the same offense, and what's the differences there in Bleckley versus, versus Houston County? I'm, I'm, I was in the Air Force down at um, Warner Robins when I got – I went to the Citadel, went to the Air Force. So I know that area because I lived down at Warner Robins, and, uh, you know, the three schools – right? It was, it was three back then. Uh, it seemed like when I was there, or early 2000s, you know, all the players would go to – all the players were at Warner Robins and Northside. And Houston County, I guess, was just built and kind of not very good. Um, right. Talk about those dynamics, and then and then what it's like at Blackley County. I think that's the uh, probably the only school in the county, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Uh, you know, Houston County was a there was a, a the principal there at the time, Dr. Michelle Masters. Uh, she gave me my first chance there. We had worked together here at Blackley, you know, a couple of years before, and she became the principal there and, and gave me gave me my chance there and uh, so indebted to her for that. But um, it was a it was a it was a different dynamic. I mean, Houston County was opened um, as the third school or fourth school because Perry had always been there. But in the main part of the the the, the city there in Warner Robins, Houston County was a third school. So everybody that you know, I think it was twenty five years old. Everybody that that uh, went to school at Houston that was from one of Robbins, their parents were either people that went to, to, to Northside or they went to one of Robbins. And, you know, most of our staff that I hired and that was, you know, was able to come that we all coached under coach Nick's at Northside. So we got all kinds of different dynamics going on. You know, I mean, we, uh, a lot of our program is, is based on uh, a, 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 another program in the County. A lot of things we did was, we emulated what we learned from Coach Nix, and, and that wasn't good at times because, you know, the people at, at, at Houston County had always grown up to, to dislike Northside, you know. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, and we all worked there, you know. We all coached there. And, and, and so we, we loved Coach Nix, and we loved what we learned at Northside. So then we got to get ingrained that we don't like Northside, and we got to, you know, we got to start a rival with Northside. And, and that was an interesting dynamic. And, you know, at that point – um, you know, Houston County had never beaten Northside. And, and Houston County, I think, had only beaten, maybe beaten one of Robbins once or tied them or something. So, you know, uh, that that was – when you got kids that their parents are either Northside or they're either they're one of Robbins, uh, that, that, that's different because, you know, they that, they they understand football is important and, and they want uh, their kids to be important and – but at the same time, they still got a little bit of allegiance to to Northside or Warner Robins, two of the teams that you got to compete with. And right. So the I guess what I'm trying to say with that is that the 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 
the history there was a little bit tough because they, you know, you, they, they really had not been alive long enough to have any history. Um, and so we were, we were combating that a little bit. And then you gotta, you gotta fight towards, you know, you gotta, you know, be fair and you gotta compete and you gotta give the one school. And, and so that was something that I was, you know, that was good, but it was, it was tough at the same time. Um, and we were fortunate enough to, you know, to, to over four years to, to, to compete very well in that city. You know, we won the city and county championship two years uh, before we were there. Uh, we never lost to Warner Robins, and we, uh, you know, we were two and two against Northside, and that that is a testament to our kids and our coaches that worked really hard to 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 get that school in a, in a in a you know in a position to compete, and we we're fortunate to have really really good players, you know. Yeah. Um, so that was that was a you know interesting deal, and and I was there for four years, and so grateful to the administration that gave me a chance, and Dr. Riser who came on. Uh, when when Dr. Masters went to the the board office, and that they gave us every chance we needed to to be able to compete. Yeah. Um, but having said that, I, I'm I'm from Cochrane. I'm from Blackley County, and okay. and so I, I lived here for a long time and played all four years of high school football here. I had coached here two times previously, and um and this is my hometown, and not many times in this business. Do I think that you have the opportunity to go back and to invest into your your, your community that you came from? Right. Um, and and so when you're a Christian, you know you you know that you, you're you're looking for places where you can really uh, use what God gave you to um, uh, to to further the kingdom in you know in places that that He puts you and and I I. I, I I'm just astounded that God allowed me to come to my hometown uh, where I care a whole lot about with the people that I love so much with people that I grew up with that, you know, these kids that I coach, I, I played with half their parents or went to school with their parents. Yeah. Um, and he said, you know what, you're going to be allowed to come here and, and you're going to be allowed to do, uh, to do ministry here in this town. And you're going to be able to do what you love to do. And I'm going to pay you to do it. And and on top of that, you're going to get to live right across the road from where you grew up, and your kids are going to get to play in the same fields and streets and uh, and climb the trees you climbed, and and they're going to get to wear purple and gold that you got to wear when you were in school, and and they're going to be able to do the things that you did, and 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 I'm going to allow you to do that, and and I just I can't get over I mean all why God allows me to do that, and and. And get to choose to do something that I'm so passionate about in a town that I'm, you know, very passionate about as well. And and so when that opportunity came up and I started beginning to pray about that, then then God just laid it out there. And and I didn't I didn't take that lightly, you know. I, so um, I, I'm I'm tired of jumping around and moving from school to school and and looking for the next best thing. I really want to invest in these kids and and to pour into them and. And to be able to give them the very best shot that, that to to be successful in life and in football and and um and it's just a special place to be to me. And, and you know, some people want to be in in big cities. Some people want to be in big time uh, premier jobs. Well, for me, this is the the place God. First of all, God wants me and my family. And second of all, this is the premier premier for me. It might not be for you. It might not be for the next guy. But for me, this is the the the, the, the pinnacle of where I want to be and, and be able to love these kids and pour into these kids and, 
And, and I, I'm just in awe that God gave me this opportunity. Huh, that's awesome, Coach. I mean, I think that's the that's the goal in life is is uh, you know be where you know that that you want to be and you love the place and uh, and I'm with you, man. I think a lot of coaches are, they they try to uh, they got dreams of the highest and the biggest and the best, but that might not be the best quality of life. I was listening to uh, I read an article last night. I guess it was an article, and it was uh, head coach at Texas A&M. And he was talking about that only that he and his coaching staff only have three to four full weekends an entire year uh, to spend with their families. And, uh, mm-hmm. and he's just talking about how the, the recruiting just impacts the assistant coaches and this and this. And I was just like, well, at what point is the leader just going to say, we're not going to have official visits this weekend. Like the quality of time with my assistant coaches have with their family is going to supersede that. And I'm just going to trust God in the process. Um, but I was just like, what a, I don't care if you're making $500,000 as an assistant coach, what a horrible life that would be to have three weekends a year. <laughs> it makes no sense. to yeah. me. I mean, what, how much yeah, money do you need? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's. I mean, we got one shot at this life, you know. I mean, it 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 might it might last, it might last last a hundred years. It might last, you know, a hundred more minutes. And 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 at the end of the day, you know, <laughs> uh, we can say what we want to say. Uh, we're very fortunate to get paid. But we, you know, I I wake up in the morning and I drive by some people that are doing jobs, and I'm thinking, if I got a bad day at work. I think about those folks, you know, that, that that are that are shoveling coal or you know shoveling dirt on the side of the road, and I'm thinking about, you know, God God allows me to get paid to do this, um, right, right, and, and to get and, and we can say we want to say we get paid pretty well to do it, you know, um, right, and, and and is there a better situation? Do I have some things that you know we try to work and do and push and prod and, and try to get the best for our kids and for our coaches and. And, and and I think we we're, we're supposed to do that, but at the end of the day, you know, most of us have it pretty. You know, we we're in pretty good situations, and and I know that for me, I can't get in a better situation. I I can't. I don't have any bad days at this school. I don't. I I, I love these kids. I love this town, and 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 I love football, and 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 I'm I'm blessed that I get to do those things. Uh, you know, here in a place that's really important to me. Coach, I think. As a Christian, I constantly think about this. You know, as a Christian, I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins, and I'm going to go to heaven for eternity. And this, this time that I have on this earth is very minuscule when you start comparing it to eternity. And the only thing that God cares about, and the reason why I'm, is I'm here on this earth, is to bring Him glory and now to spread the message of the gospel. And I just sit there and think how selfish it is of me. And I'm so, I mean, you know, we're all sinners. We're, we, we get our selfish moments, but how selfish right. it is of me to sit around and think about what more I can get, what more I can have when God has called me to preach the gospel here on this earth and heaven awaits us. And that always for me, that, that prevents me from chasing worldly things because I know everything that my flesh could desire 
is going to be fulfilled in heaven in the presence of God and Jesus Christ. And it just gives me a good perspective. I know, I know that's kind of probably how you think as well. That's right. And first of all, I'll say amen to that. I mean, I'm just so thankful that uh, for our Savior, you know, um, and 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 why <laughs> and and why he chose to die for me is beyond. Uh, is it, I can't comprehend that. I mean, I you know I can't I can't un, I can't understand that. But I'm so thankful for it, you know. Um, but I, I read a book several years ago when I, you know, when I got saved and, and, and it, it didn't make a lot of sense then, but it makes a lot of sense now. And I, to be honest with you, I think the guy's name that wrote it was Mark Cahill, but um, it's called, you know, one thing you can't do in heaven. And I start thinking about that, you know, I mean, like what, what is it we can do in heaven? I mean, we're going to be coaching and winning every game. I mean, what, you know, you start <laughs> yeah. thinking about those thoughts. I mean, what, what am I going to be doing? Am I going to be catching big fish and killing big, I mean, what, what is it that we do in heaven, you know? <laughs> And, uh, you know, so I understand that we're going to be, we're going to be in God's glory. We're going to be, we're going to be worshiping the, 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 the creator. We're going to be, uh, not full, not, not caught up with what, um, you know, what we want to, it's just going to be about him, you know, and just, just, that's, that's amazing to think about. And it's hard to, to, to wrap that around our, our, our minds around that. But one thing you can't do in heaven, um, would, and I start, well, you know, what, why is there something we can't do in heaven? We can do whatever, you know, one thing you can't do in heaven is tell lost people about Jesus, you know? Right. And, and cause there's not going to be anybody there that doesn't, that, that, that hasn't accepted Christ. And, and I took that as, gosh, man, we, every day we have to make sure that we understand it. We have to be, uh, have a mindful, uh, and sense of urgency to deliver the gospel, and 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 that doesn't mean just when you go to church on Sunday or Wednesday or Sunday night. That means every day. I mean, every day we walk into a mission field. Every day we walk into people that are are separated and and are lost. And and, and we have to tell our players. We have to tell our coaches. We have to tell the people uh, that we come across. We have to deliver the gospel to others around us. And. And, and that doesn't necessarily mean we have to, you know, sit around and and, and 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 read it all the time. We have to live it. We have to show it. We have to tell, you know. And um, and, and we as coaches are really going to have to understand the platform we've been given, um, and the, and the resources we have. You know, pastors would kill to be in the situation we're in. You know. Um, and, yeah. and we, and we have to understand the urgency we, uh, that, that, that's given us. And we have to, to make sure we, we, we don't waste time with that, with, with the time we've been given with these kids Four years. If, if we get that many, you know, uh, some of them are going to be one year, you know, um, we've, we've got to make sure we make the best of those, uh, those kids that we, that guys entrust us with and, and, and make sure we're doing our, our part in, 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 and making sure they understand the gospel, they they've been given the gospel, and they and they have every opportunity to uh, to make a decision for Christ. Coach, talk about um, your, if you don't mind your salvation experience, uh, because it sounded like you know maybe it was a few years ago or while you were a coach. Can you can you talk about that with us? Yeah, I can. I, I, I 
I'll be glad to. Um, I, I was, you know, I grew up not necessarily in church. My mom took me to church, and but it, it wasn't a priority. My dad died when I was five, and, and so she did the best she could. But we, you know, the church was in and out. So, you know, I, got, I went to the church camp when I was 12, and I got, I got, uh, you know, had that experience, you know, uh, try to, you know, go through the motions, raise your hand, walk down, get baptized, and just no, there's no life change, you know. Right. Um, you know, I think 13 years ago, uh, driving home from Daytona Beach, Florida, um, a complete uh, alcoholic, a complete uh, just person that was uh, in love with myself, um, in love with this profession, uh, would do anything to climb the ladder in this profession. Um, and uh, a wife that had dealt with it long enough and, and just came to a, to a realization that, that God said on the way, driving back home from Daytona Beach, Florida, he said, you, you, it's, it's either going to be me or it's going to be you. And, and I, you got to choose today. There ain't going to be no more of this, you know, try to work it out yourself. You're, you're going to make a decision to follow me and, and do it wholeheartedly or, or this is over with, you know, and, mm. and I can just remember, uh, just, just, you know, just thinking in my, and, and, and hearing God tell me, you have got to decide and be, you're, you're, you're trying to be lukewarm and I'm about to be ready to spit you out, you know, yeah. and, and, and I can just remember some, you know, submitting and then having some people disciple me and, 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 and seeing Christian coaches like, you know, coach Nick's who had, really poured into me earlier earlier in my career um see that we can do this at a at a at a at a high level and still be successful people like milan turner people like chad simmons those people that that really poured in as christian coaches and and and, and that that journey began you know uh, uh it was like you know god said you're not going to drink alcohol anymore that's not going to be a problem for you and it wasn't it hasn't been you're not going to talk you're not going to use profanity around kids or in your in in your in your vocabulary period and that's not going to be a problem for you anymore and it wasn't and 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 then really diving into to learning the bible and really diving into having a quiet time and really diving into to learning what it means to be a christian and a follower of christ that is also a football coach and is this is your ministry and um, and that's where that process began. And, and it was like, um, it, it, to be honest with you, it was, it, it was, it was really, um, easier because I didn't, I didn't grow up, you know, uh, learning things that were, you know, that, that were, that were not right. I did, you know, I, I was not a Christian. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I'm, I might've, I might've, you know, got baptized or whatever, but, but I, I didn't. I, I learned from that day on, you know, and, and so what I learned about the Bible, I learned from then on. What I learned about, uh, you know, preaching the gospel, I learned from then on. And so I, I've, I've, I've really had to fast forward and, and learn a, a lot of things, but, but God did that for me. He, he showed me that, and he put men in my life to, to really pour into me, and pastors and people and, and assistant coaches that really have, you know, held me accountable, poured into me, and showed me that, um, you know, that that this is the type of man you're supposed to be. Um, and I look back, and uh, you know, before I was before I got saved, you know, th th this career would have been a train wreck. You know, I mean, just a 
a complete train wreck. And, and I'm so thankful that God saw fit uh, to to really <laughs> help me out, so to yeah. speak. Yeah. Now I'm sitting there thinking about uh, your, your, you know, you're talking. I'm sitting there thinking about the Apostle Paul. And it's just crazy how God just orchestrates everything because he, he met Paul on the Damascus Road. Before he even met Paul, he was already going to somebody else and telling them to go minister to Paul. And that's basically what he did with you. He, you know, he met you, but he, he had already put people in place who were going to disciple you. Um, and it's just, it's, it's, it's an awesome story. I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking like, wow, you know, because um, we read about yeah, that. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, that's that's Acts chapter nine, and and so <laughs> it's amazing you say that. I mean, Acts chapter nine is where it all kind of started for me, and and the, the first sermon I ever preached was in Acts chapter nine, and and and, and you know, I, obviously none of us I don't think can compare ourselves to to Paul, but I think that that story uh, hits home with a lot of us. I mean, you know, we're walking in sin, we're walking in in death and we're walking in and we're lost. And then all of a sudden we have that face-to-face encounter and the way we're walking, we turn and we walk the other way. And the only way we can explain that is our encounter with Christ. I mean, you can't read a, you can't read a 12 step book to that. You can't wake up one day and decide, Hey, I'm going to be a better person. You can't, you know, just read a lot of, of, of moral, you know, uh, moral books and things that try to help you change you, you. The only way you can explain the way you were living as a person, as a husband, as a dad, as a coach, as a whatever, and the way you live now as a follower of Christ, the only way you can explain that is Christ. Right. <laughs> and, and, and so that's what's so awesome about it because you can't explain it, you know, and it's just, uh, it's just grace. And, and I'm thankful that, that I have that story to tell and I'm thankful that I know what it was like before and I see what it's like now. And there's no way I can live without Christ. And, and, um, I'm glad we have, you know, that, that story in Acts to, 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 to show us what, you know, what, what Saul, which became Paul was like. And, and, uh, you know, maybe we should all change our names and be something different <laughs> after that encounter with Christ. Yeah, no doubt. Coach, talk about, um, talk about, you know, being a Christian football coach, because, you know, it's like, there is no end to the amount of work that we can put into football. There is no end to everything that we could film at practice and watch. I mean, and, and what happens is, is, is we, if, if, if Christ isn't living inside of us, this game will become our God. And what happens is we'll start, I mean, every little detail we'll start analyzing. And I'm talking about practice film and this and that and all that kind of stuff. We'll occupy our entire day, 24 hours of it, because we'll dream about it. Or we won't sleep because we're worried about it. And it'll be about this game. But Christ calls us first to be husbands and daddies. And like you talked about, men who will impact the community for Jesus Christ. And I'm convinced, you know, we got to work hard. I mean, it's a hard game and, and we got to do, we got to do the work, but right. we also got to be able to, to, to shut the book and go home at night 
and, and, and to turn it off. And, and I, I, I struggle with that as much as anybody. And as we're going through these acclimation days, I'm sitting here like, you know, I'm not flipping the switch till August 1st. Like I'm not going to go insane, you know, worrying right. and stressing. Um, but I, you know, I feel like Christ is leading me like in that, like he can give me peace. Like you don't have to be frantic and cause how, what's it going to do? Talk a little bit about the peace that you have as a head football coach when Christ is in control and how you can struggle with, you know, getting into the weeds a little too much. Yeah. I, th- I think, you know, is if we don't, if we don't understand, you know, the purpose behind what we do in this profession, then, then we're, we're going to, to always struggle with that. And I think that, you know, we are, our success and, and all that kind of stuff is dictated by wins and losses. And there's no way around that. I mean, if we don't, you know, if we don't win enough, then we're gonna we're we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to stay in these positions, you know. Right. But I think the first thing we have to understand is that that you know God God blesses our work, and and, and if we're if we're working diligently and working um, uh, to to make kids better at what they do on the field, and we're, we're working to to make kids better with with what they do as a person. Um, when we combine those two things together, the best way know how, or the best way we know how, and God blesses that, then we're going to to be successful. Last year was our, uh, you know, as, as a head coach, was the worst season that I've ever had. We were four and six, um, but there were there was from from a worldly standpoint, so many failures in that, and 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 I see with with those kids, I see so many so many positives you know i mean and 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 so i i try not to get caught up in that i mean i understand we we, we've got to do the best we can and lay our head down at night and 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 know that that we worked as hard as we possibly could for these kids um but but i want to you know it's like the when people ask us what was that team success? I mean, we got it. We, we figured that out ten years from now. You know, I mean, we don't we don't know how this team is successful. Why? Because we don't see what they're going to be. We don't see what what kind of husbands and and students they're in college and and what kind of you know employee they're going to be. We don't see all that just yet. Um, and I, I I struggle to remember what our record was when I was a senior in high school and a junior. I, I you know I, I I have to really think back and maybe look at the yearbook to see what the records were. <laughs> right. But I do, but I do see and, and and use daily what I learned in three a days. I do see and use daily what I I learned from my coaches that taught me. I I, I do use daily what I learned in that locker room. You know I, I use that daily, but I don't use that record daily. Um. But you know, we 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 all are, uh, you know, that that's kind of easy to say sometimes and hard to do because we are obsessed with this game. If we weren't, we wouldn't use it as a profession. So we are grinders by nature, and we want to stay up here and watch video and 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 talk to coaches and do all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and I think that uh, we have to make it a priority for for family. We have to find ways to involve our family with with you know with our coaching staff and. You know, like we we bring our families in, you know, once a week and uh, after games and stuff like that. We do family days. We do all those types of things um, to try to make it to to try to make it you know work and to make it right. Um, but I think as a as a as a dad, you know, 
my kids, my three boys, they see what we do and they see the way we work and they, and, and they, they appreciate that, you know? Yeah. Did they miss out on some things by being a coach's son? Absolutely. But they also got a lot of things out of that too. And, and, and right. I look back and, and my son who's, you know, played for me for four years and um, is now playing in college at Mercer. He doesn't look back and say, you know what? I, I, I missed out on uh, being able to go fishing one afternoon because you were at football practice. He looks back and says, you know what? You gave me every opportunity I could, you could to, for me to be successful. You know, um, and that's not just guys that go on to play football. You know, he might not have went on to play football. He could have, you know, been in college, been in trade school, whatever. And he would have looked back and said, you know, I saw the way you worked and I saw what you did and it inspired me or it made me want to work more. And, and, and I, I think our kids see that and they see that we do the best we can with them when we are at home. And, and, and God, you know, honors that time. Um, and it makes the time that we're there um more intentional you know when we when we are home you know are we on our cell phones looking at what our our players are doing are we scrolling through facebook are we reading podcast listening to podcasts or are we intentionally spending time with them um and and i i wish that i could always say that that, that i'm intentionally spending time with them um but I, I i fail at that sometimes too you know but um, I think that we have to to do our jobs and do it to the best of our ability, and and our kids will will learn great work ethic and and learn that the time we do have together is important um, by watching us work the way we do. Absolutely, you know I think that as you're talking, I, I call it transformational leadership. It comes from Romans, you know, uh, I think twelve one and two. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Uh, by the renewing of your mind. And I think that's what God does is like, we, we have to work hard. I always go back to Nehemiah. He was a worker, but we have to trust God in the details and the process to lead us because I, I need conviction to, to go home, you know, right. and, you know, to take Saturday and, uh, and, and don't watch so much film and spend more time uh, with, with my family, but God redeems our time. He redeems our mind. He redeems our processes. And, um, because I know for me so quickly, man, so quickly, I, I could just like you, like you said, we're, we're grinders by nature. I mean, we could, we could do it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And the crazy thing is we want to do that. <laughs> like, That's right. You know, um, Coach Dallas, he worked with me. Coach Kenny Dallas, he's a good, strong Christian guy. His wife said, um, he said, she, she told him, you know, because we all want to make it to the playoffs and we all want to win a state championship. She said, high school football coaches are the dumbest people on uh, the planet. They're the only people that desperately want to win so that they can work longer and not get paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right yeah that, that that's what's crazy i mean you know i i don't know if if uh and we're fortunate right now to have a, a, a dynamic staff i mean i i could go on and on about our coaches staff but but i start thinking sometimes about you know some of these guys they work a lot for 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 pennies you know i mean and so people's asked me how do you how do you explain that you know because um 
you know, you, how do you how do you explain that? And and the best way I can is it, it's a it's a it's a blessing to curse. You know, I mean, it is it is something that I I take a lot of pride in to be in this profession. It's something that I enjoy doing. There's uh, I never feel like I'm at. I mean, I get here at six o'clock in the morning and leave during the season at nine or ten o'clock at night. I never feel like I'm at work. I never feel like I'm having a long day. I really very seldom have a tough day. I never feel miserable in this job. Um, but at the same time, I tell people, you know, I tell my son, hey, do anything you can but that. You know, go be an engineer. Don't, you know, <laughs> don't don't be a coach unless you cannot live without it. And I, right now in my life, I cannot live without it. And, um, and that's hard to explain because it's just something that I think God just kind of he he gave us and he said this is this is your profession but it's also your ministry it's also um you know something that you're going to pour every ounce of your being into and and for the ones of us that are christians you know this is this is your mission field and and, and i'm thankful that i get to do that all in one you know i don't have to fly you know, and i love international missions but i don't have to fly across the world to go to missions you know i don't have to go uh, I, I'm in a mission field every single day, and right. and people that 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 take that take this profession as a mission understand exactly what we're talking about. I mean, you know, I got I got you know all types of stories and all types of things that 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 God allows me to do and do it at a one stop shop. I don't, yeah, I don't have to go out and look. I don't have to go out and look for mission opportunities. I, I they they come in my door every day. You know, and That's I'm. Right. Uh, and, I, and I'm thankful for that. That's not a burden, you know. So it's my job. It's my mission field. It's uh, it's it's my family. It's everything that I that that I could ever want, all wrapped up in one. Absolutely. Well, Coach, last question for you. I could sit here and talk to you all day about this. Um, this <laughs> is when I told you earlier, like I don't really care to talk about X's and O's. What we're talking about right now is what I is what I love to talk about. Um, yeah, me too. But, Coach, uh, for the young coach out there um, who has the aspirations to be – or our coach has the aspirations to be a head football coach, talk about give, – give them one or two or three pieces of advice um, from experience. Number one uh, is you better, you better take care of people around you. You know, um, you, you never know when, when – when, when you do a great job for your assistant principal who might ask you to turn your paperwork in on time or as a young teacher to, you know, sweep the floor to do whatever, you know, I, I don't know what it is, but, but you never know when you're doing that for that assistant principal or that teacher that's beside you next door or for that assistant coach that is, you know, on staff with you that, when, when you're taking care of the people around you, you never know what that is going to turn into 10 years down the road. You know, uh, I've, I've had teachers, I'll give you a prime example. Okay. Uh, the teacher that I've been here, you know, I was, I was here early in my career and I taught, um, and I was teaching special ed and I was in the classroom next door, uh, to a, to a business ed teacher. And we got to become friends, played, you know, play some golf together, talked about ministry stuff together and, and just really got to know each other. Well, he's now the superintendent here, you know, um, wow. he was a teacher. He was a yeah. teacher, you know, 
um, I got to know the assistant principal here. She was awesome. She grinded on me, made me do my paperwork right, and you know, make sure we were doing. Uh, well, she was the 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 lady that became the principal at Houston County High School that gave me my first head coaching job. Yeah. What if I would have, you know, treated those people uh, that at that time had nothing to do with football? What if I had treated them subpar or treated them badly or not done the things they asked me to do or not been nice to them or not build relationships with them? I probably would not have the opportunities because we can say what we want to say, but, you know, God uses people to give us opportunities. And if we don't, if we don't really cherish those relationships around us, then, then, then those opportunities aren't going, aren't going to come our way. Right. Um, so I would, I would say, you know what, you better take care of the people around you. You better take care of the, of the janitor. You better take care of the secretaries. You better take care of, of the other people that are on staff with you. You better take care of the, of the, of the people that are, you know, uh, in your neighborhood, so to speak, in your school building. Um, and I think that, um, you know, you better learn to truly love kids and to put that relationship and, and, and love for them above anything else. That doesn't mean we're not hard on them. That doesn't mean we don't, you know, get get on their tails and hold them accountable. And all, but, but the thing that you better understand is that if you don't truly love the kids, then you need to get out and do something else because you'll never be successful in this. Um, so that's two things, you know, take care of the people around you, make sure you love the kids. And then, you know, um, you got to always continue to learn. Um, and, and that's stuff that I struggle with now, because like you're saying, I, I would I would love to sit around, and talk culture, talk ministry, talk those things. But, you know, uh, I, I do have to I, I do have to coach football, you know, and so I've got to spend time um you know perfecting my craft i've got to i've got to know uh, what we're doing on offense and what we're doing on defense and i i can't just worry about scheme i've got to make sure i'm i'm able to coach individual players and individual positions and i've got to be a lifetime learner in that and um and 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 the best way to do that is network i mean i'm so thankful that you asked me to do this and that you and i have met because now guess what i'm going to text you and ask you questions all the time now so (laughs) uh, i mean networks of people that are like you and 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 then something that i've learned as of late is that i've got to have a network of people that really aren't like me because first of all I, i can learn a lot of things like them their strengths may be more football and mine's more uh relationships and i can draw from them and then i realize they they draw from me and and continue to learn daily uh is is something that i would i would really tell young coaches to do too absolutely and the good thing about technology is i think i get probably five or six texts a day from different people showing me some new play or this or that i mean i'm like goodness gracious i don't know why they're sending me this but uh i mean people just want to give you this information um so that's the one good thing about technology. You can just text plays to each other now. Um, that's right. And if you're interested, you can call that guy and be like, oh, tell me more. But, um, <laughs> but Coach, I really appreciate it, man. This is awesome. Um, yeah, and I definitely want to keep the connection with you, uh, both from a coaching standpoint and obviously uh, as a brother in Christ. And um, I always end praying for you. I hope you don't. I know you're not going to mind. <laughs> <laughs> not one bit. I sure don't. All right, coach.
Lord, we come before you today. I just want to praise and thank you for loving us, Lord. Uh, Lord, praise and thank you, first and foremost, for your son, Jesus Christ, dying on the cross for our sins. Uh, Lord, I, I praise and thank you for Coach Lasseter, Lord, and all that you've done in his life. And um, Lord, just a testimony his life is to the gospel of Jesus Christ, Lord. And I just pray you would bless his um, efforts as a football coach, Lord. Uh, first and foremost, uh, his, his relationships that he builds with those boys and, and his, their parents and, and the whole community right there and his coaching staff. And then, Lord, I pray you, you bless the work of his hands. Um, and, Lord, that his players would be successful on the field and that they would perform to the best of their ability and play at a high level. Uh, Lord, and I just praise, uh, I pray that he would continue to influence and impact the culture of football as a head football coach, which I know that he's doing because I've heard so many good things about him from people. Uh, Lord, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. I appreciate it, Coach. Yeah, thank you. I sure appreciate you. Yes, sir.
Jesus commands my destiny. No power of hell, no scheme of man can ever block me from His hands till He returns or calls me home. Here in the power of Here in the power of Christ, we stand.